This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. It was one of the most powerful political ideas in history, a new faith for a skeptical age. It promised a world of harmony and abundance, if only property were shared by all and distributed equally. The idea was called socialism, and it spread farther and faster than any religion in history. Then, in almost the blink of an eye, it all collapsed. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Many proclaimed that socialism had failed so badly that it was gone forever. But they were wrong. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and I hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Marines, never forget those that have fallen for America and our liberties and our freedom. And I hope throughout the times of this last weekend when you were enjoying the beach, boating, whatever you were doing, and remembering those that have fallen for us and have given the ultimate sacrifice of their life for freedom in America. Today we're going to talk about New Harmony, Indiana. Big deal, right? Well, for those of you that were around in 1825, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But if not, open up your ears, open up your eyes, and listen to what I have to say about New Harmony, Indiana. The history of socialism in America did not begin with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I know. Yep. Bernie Sanders brought socialism to America. Wrong or Alexandria or Costa Cortez. It began in 1825 on the banks of the Wabash River in Indiana. On April 27th of that year, a person named Robert Owen, a Welsh textile manufacturer turned philanthropist, welcomed 800, 800 eager arrivals to the settlement. He had Christian as New Harmony. New Harmony was to be a community of equity, heralding a new way of life. Owen's followers would soon coin a new name for his vision, Utopia Socialism. Yes, 
I've been saying it for years. You've been hearing it on the podcast about utopian ideas. Well, it started in America in 1825. So why is it still here? Because we, as Americans, refuse to squish this socialism socialist idea to a point where it is extinct. And like you heard, Ronald Reagan was trying, which he did very good, to break down the Berlin Wall, but socialism did not go away. So without further ado, let me play a clip that can help you understand what New Harmony was in 1825. Indiana, 1825. A great experiment was unfolding on the banks of the Wabash River. It was called New Harmony, and it would be a community of equality, heralding a new way of life, and eventually a new kind of world. Its founder was a British industrialist named Robert Owen, and his followers would soon coin a name for his vision, socialism. He called this the second coming of the truth. Um, I think he really did believe he was the second messiah, that he had come unlike Jesus, who could only tell the truth in parables. Owen, on the other hand, could actually say the literal truth because he had the science. To coincide with the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, Owen issued what he saw as the next step in the liberation of humankind, the Declaration of Mental Independence. From here forward, he proclaimed, man was free from the trinity of evils responsible for all the world's misery and vice, traditional religion, conventional marriage, and private property. The last of these was key. The quest to do away with private property would animate socialism for the next 150 years. As you can see, man is trying to become God. The elitists, the people that have everything in this world, have a guilty conscience towards everybody else. And because they have this guilty conscience, they have to do something to give back to, quote, the community or the less fortunate. God and Jesus Christ tells us to love our neighbors as ourself. This is what's missing in this satanic way of thinking. Satan is doing exactly what Jesus Christ did from a different perspective. You can have this world as long as you give the world to the people around you. That's what Satan does. He is in charge of this world. But Jesus Christ specifically said we must love our neighbors, not give them wealth or give them prosperity, 
to love them so they can have prosperity, so they can earn it, so they can work for it, so they can become part of a society like America. And in 1825, Robert Owen became Jesus Christ. That's the only way I can explain it. He became an individual that he thought he was the Messiah of the world. And there's many, many of these people like him that think they are the Messiah to save the world. But it's not true. So New Harmony started, but eventually it collapsed. Why did it collapse? Because you have all of these intellectual thinkers and no doers. And this is what communism is. You have this power of all these people that think, but yet you don't have any doers. The reason you don't have doers is because these people are not free to do. Take a listen to why New Harmony in Indiana in 1825 collapsed. On April 27, 1825, Robert Owen welcomed 800 eager arrivals to the town he had rechristened New Harmony. One group in particular was attracted to New Harmony, intellectuals. Managing the community's economy without individual ownership proved highly inefficient. One New Harmony member wrote that even salads were deposited in the store to be handed out, making 10,000 unnecessary steps and causing them to come to the tables in a wilted, deadened state. Before long, many members were losing their enthusiasm for Owen's experiment. In the end, I think one of the problems in New Harmony was that um, it was a big group of idealists in one place, uh, in a very isolated place. Uh, they spent a lot of time thinking about the ideal of the perfect community. Ultimately, you had a lot of thinkers and not enough doers. After two years, several reorganizations, and seven different constitutions, Owen's great experiment collapsed. Owen had a very hard time acknowledging that there was a failure at, at New Harmony. And uh, through a period of many months when everyone around him, including his sons, was saying, things are falling apart, Owen was saying, things are going great here. But eventually, he couldn't keep up that uh, pretense any longer because uh, everyone was leaving. And so Owen found a kind of alibi, I think, in blaming the people who came to New Harmony as being poor human material for his experiment. Owen's son, Robert Dale, stayed at New Harmony after its collapse. He had a different assessment of his father's experiment. He wrote, all cooperative schemes which provide equal remuneration to the skilled and industrious and the ignorant and idle must work their own downfall 
for by this unjust plan, they must of necessity eliminate the valuable members and retain only the improvident, unskilled, and vicious. Owen kept singing the praises of socialism. One man listening was Friedrich Engels, who teamed up with Karl Marx to argue that not only was socialism desirable, it was inevitable. A small social group, better known as socialists in America, eventually connected with Karl Marx. And if you don't know who Karl Marx is, he is the father of socialism and communism. So you can see how in the 1820s it infiltrated in America. Why was I not taught about this when I was going to school? Why are the American people blinded with the true history of socialism in America? So what exactly happens when a country or a state becomes radically socialist? It's called the Gulag, the Russian Gulag. And the Gulag was the government agency in charge of the Soviet network of forced labor camps set up by order of Vladimir Lenin, reaching its peak during the Joseph Stalin's days in 1930 and 1950. So it did not die, and President Reagan did not kill it because it was ingrained on this planet way before Reagan became president of the United States. So listen to what the gulag did to their citizens during this time frame in Russia. A part of the Red Terror was the gathering of all opposition members into concentration camps outside of major cities. And these were the very first camps, and it was from these camps that the entire Gulag system developed. So they are very much a precursor to what came later in Stalin's time. The Tsar had been reviled as a tyrant for executing a handful of violent radicals. Under Lenin and his followers, millions would die at the hands of the state. It's, it's difficult to calculate how many people came to die under Lenin's system and then Stalin's system because there were so many different ways to die. Um, there were people who died in camps. There were people who died because they were machine gunned down in the woods. There were people who died because they were deported. There were people who died in artificial famines. Um, when you begin to put the numbers together, you get numbers, statistics in the tens of millions. Lenin, uh, in general, had uh, no sympathy for human beings such as they were. He, he believed, as did others, that through education, legislation, you can, you can make people not want to own things. You create new human beings. So the, the existing uh, human race was so rotten that uh, killing them was actually progressive. Did you hear that? 
killing the citizens of your country was actually progressive. By eliminating all thoughts and ideas against the regime. Sounds familiar? That's exactly what is happening in America. Look, I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. I'm bringing you the knowledge so you can be able to discern what is happening in America. It's all over again throughout the last hundred years. But the difference is it's in our backyard. It's in our education system and it's in our government. Okay, so Gunny, what the hell can I do? Simple. Get off the couch. Stop eating the bonbons. Contact your legislators. Run for office of any kind. Local, state, and federal. Get out there and squish this communism. Put a cap on socialism in America forever. Stand up for the flag and for the freedoms that were given to you by the veterans that have died and give their blood for this country. That's what we have to do. All of us, collectively, as Americans, call your friends, call your neighbors, have them listen to the podcast, have them do something to get out there and stop this. Run for school board, for God's sakes. Just go out there and stop this madness of socialism and communism in America. I love all your listeners. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast. Please share it far and wide. Get this knowledge out. And so we collectively as Americans can stand up again and be proud and not allow the extremists in this country to take over and put us in a gulag. Can you imagine your grandkids working in a slave labor because you were a conservative? Think about that. They will have the ability to trace your grandkids back to you because you were conservative they will put these people in bondage. I know it sounds funny. I know it sounds ridiculous. But this is the evil of the world. And it's in our backyard. Stand up. Show up. Speak up. This is the Gunny Out.